Hey, it's Taylor. So the fourth episode was supposed to come out today. Unfortunately, this isn't it. To be honest, I haven't finished editing it. And the reason I haven't is because I've been dealing with a lot of shit in my life over the past couple weeks. Mental health shit, specifically. It's something I've struggled with for a long time, but never talked about. Not with people close to me, certainly not publicly. But that changed last week. My depression took a new and serious turn, and I had to take steps to deal with it. And rather than try to pretend that everything was fine, I decided to talk about it. I wrote an essay talking frankly and openly with my decades-long hidden struggle with mental health, and I shared it online. A lot of people reached out to me after reading that essay, people I know and people I don't know, to tell me about their own struggles. And it reminded me that mental health is something we all struggle with in various ways and to various degrees, even though we don't talk about it. So I want to share that essay with you now in the hopes that it might mean something to someone else who is quietly suffering or maybe thinking about getting help. As for the fourth episode, I will try to get it out by next week. I appreciate your patience. Okay, here we go. Thinking about my quote-unquote mental health, that is, as a concept, is not something I've been doing for very long. It's only come in recent years, as has my awareness of the importance of self-care. What's not new are my mental health struggles themselves. I've long been aware that I have bouts of sadness or even despair. Deep mood shifts that come in cycles or waves, things that don't need to be tied to any events in my life. I was previously never medically diagnosed with depression because, until recently, I never sought help or even told anyone what I was dealing with. But that word, depression, is one that I've known to be true of myself for quite a long time. I can't say precisely how long ago my depression started, but it's definitely old enough to vote. My personal experience of depression is a distinct feeling of deep, deep sadness and loneliness and despair. At its worst, it can be overwhelming or debilitating. But sometimes it just bums me out for a long while, a lousy undercurrent in my life. It can last days or weeks. It can be triggered by things in my life or arise under its own power. There are signals and signs, but ultimately no real pattern or schedule to it. For several years, in my late teens to mid-twenties, I frequently used alcohol as a crutch, whether it was getting wildly drunk with friends as a distraction or drinking alone to numb myself to thoughts and feelings. It wasn't until years later that I realized how much the heavy presence of alcohol in my life negatively affected my personality and relationships. Depression and my failure to take it seriously has cost me dearly. The word breakdown means different things to different people. There's no specific medical definition for it. I use it to refer to a couple of exceptionally bad episodes 
in which I felt overwhelmed by prolonged waves of debilitating despair. It was during one of these breakdowns that I found myself relying on and opening up to a handful of close people in my life, which is not something I naturally do. I was grateful for their support, and I took note of how much better I felt talking about what I was experiencing. And from then on, I resolved to be more open with those close to me. That's still a work in progress, but I'm getting better at it. I've also made other reforms in my life. My drinking is no longer a problem. And now that I've learned to recognize some of the signals that depression might be rearing its head, I can proactively stay away from booze. Weed is another problematic vice I've cut out. It took me a long time to recognize the correlation, but it consistently stirs my depression a couple days after getting high. Self-care is something I've started to take seriously in recent years. Things like yoga, hitting the gym regularly, reaching out to friends to make plans, even just going outside for a walk if I've been stuck inside all day. But I've also used these self-care ideas as a way to justify avoiding more serious steps to dealing with my depression. As in, I don't need therapy or medication. I have it all under control. Well, no, I don't. And I never did. About a week ago, I entered an ongoing period of significant difficulty. The magnitude of it has been enough for me to finally take this thing seriously. And I have begun counseling and medication. These were not easy steps for me to take. And I hope that sharing my personal story, which is in no way remarkable or unique, will help to highlight the importance of mental health and perhaps encourage other people who struggle with these things to take it seriously as well. Personally, I never felt any stigma around mental health or treatment. I just wanted to believe I could handle it alone, but I couldn't, and that's okay. There are several reasons I took these steps beyond the most basic goal of not wanting to feel shitty anymore. I want to live a better life with healthier relationships, and my continual battle with depression and often poor responses to it jeopardize those things in direct ways. It has caused or contributed to the loss of friends and partners. My work is also important to me, and I've lost many days of productivity over the years due to depression. And when you're a freelancer, if you can't work, you don't get paid. Shout out to the editor, by the way, who gave me an extension this week. I'm sharing this because it's part of who I am. And there's no shame in suffering from mental health troubles. There's just no need to suffer alone or in silence.